0: Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. The news is often depressing, and uh, there are, is much upheaval in our society. And there are many needs in the meantime in our communities. Good news is there are many dedicated individuals and nonprofits working to meet those needs. They sometimes don't get the recognition they deserve. And you may want to help, but don't know where or how. Well, today on Access Utah, we're opening the phone lines, email, and Twitter to give you the opportunity to spotlight a nonprofit or individual doing good in your community. Here's the opportunity for you to uh, tout your favorite nonprofit or individual, uh, and uh, we have many people doing a lot of good. And periodically, we, we like to uh, just to recognize that. Uh, so we have uh, several nonprofits going to be represented on the program today. We have those planned, unplanned is uh, your contribution. So I'd uh, love to have you uh, call in, 800-826-1495. We'll, you, we'll give you a couple of minutes to to your favorite nonprofit, 800-826-1495. Or you can email us to upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. And uh, we are on Twitter as well, at UPR Access. Amy Anderson, Director of Outreach for Sunshine Terrace Foundation and Spiritual Counselor with Sunshine Hospice in Logan, is joining us for the hour. Welcome back.
1: Good morning, Tom. It's always great to be here to talk about all the amazing groups and individuals we have here in Cache Valley and throughout the state.
0: And you're pretty plugged in. You've you've worked with the the nonprofit world for quite a while.
1: I have. I have. And, you know, I'm always amazed at the passion that people bring. I think sometimes um, there's so many different needs. And what's great about this community is whatever you're really feeling passionate about, there's some place that you can... Help assist um, we don't we have that pioneer spirit of we can do it by ourselves, but I think the fact that we can all band together to help those who may be struggling is a pretty remarkable part of our state
0: yeah, yeah, it really is uh, so uh, you know it, it makes you feel good, you look around sometimes you get depressed, you read the news and <laughs> but uh, this is uh, this is very uplifting, and as we head into the holiday season, so many ways to help, and a lot of people doing some good, so we just want to connect those two groups.
1: Absolutely. So I know one of the organizations that I'm involved with is our Loaves and Fishes Community Meal, and we just had our Thanksgiving meal on Saturday because we always hold that the first and third Saturday, regardless of when the holiday falls. And this year, we sent out almost 470 meals, either people coming and joining us to dine or sending them home as to-go meals. So the need is there, whether we see it or not, but the crowd of people willing to help is also there. We we had adequate volunteers. We had great contributions from the food pantry, from the Bishop's Storehouse, so it's great to see that support.
0: Mm. That is a wonderful organization. Uh, I want to fit this in at the top, and I know you have a couple that uh, you'd like to especially uh, tout. Uh, this is from uh, our friend uh, Hilary Schugart. Uh, She says the Bridgeland Audubon Society is looking for people to help with the annual Christmas bird count, uh, including those who simply watch their own bird feeders for as little as 10 minutes. There's an introductory program at the Logan Library, Saturday, 10.30 a.m. in the Bridger Room. For more information, you can go to bridgelandaudubon.org or call Val Grant, 435 757 9519. Valgrant, 435-757-9519 or bridgerlandaudubon.org to participate in the Christmas Bird Count. And uh, Hillary also uh, says that uh, there's Eager Beavers author uh, Glenn Goldfarb Reading Program and Social that's happening at the Italian Place Tuesday, December 4th, 5 to 7 p.m. So another thing you can go and uh, participate in. I know, uh, Amy, you had a couple of Organizations you especially want to yeah, spotlight?
1: Yeah, so um, there's there's one that um, has begun here. Gosh, I want to say maybe for five years. It's an organization called Families Feeding Families, and it's truly a grassroots effort. Um, it was started by a woman named Jamie Avery who was traveling to Chicago, my whole town, and saw, you know, the need from for homeless people there, and came back here and started up this program. And it's really just a connection of individuals who may have clothing or excess at whatever that they have and they donate it and kind of have formed this as i said grassroots effort if people are interested in learning more about it they can call Jamie at 435 435- 512-7809. They're on Facebook, which is where people can post what they have and people can post what they need. They do have a Christmas assistance program that is currently accepting applications, and those are due by November 30th. So if you know of a family in need, um, maybe they don't have Internet access, help them find that application. Emily Malik from Logan City has been helping with that. But, again, just a way for people to connect with what we may have more of in our homes and people who may have those needs.
0: So uh, tell us the the name of the organization again and the contact point. It's
1: Families Feeding Families, and you can contact Jamie Avery at 435-512-7809 or find them on Facebook as families feeding families
0: all right uh, we go next uh, on on the telephone to Nathan Holt uh, chair of International Friends program uh, Nathan Holt uh, welcome to the program thank you
2: uh, thank you Tom good morning
0: good morning uh, Nathan Holt also a friend of uh, UPR so thank you for that I'll put that, that little plug-in uh, so tell us what is the International Friends program
2: uh, we uh, began the international program uh, Friends program two years ago as a nonprofit. Its uh, mission is to make uh, Logan and the Cache Valley a warm and loving place for our international students and scholars that are attending Utah State University.
0: Oh, that's that sounds like a wonderful uh, program. Um, so, what what is the immediate need? I, I think you have you're trying to find places for Thanksgiving. Are you?
2: Well, uh, Thanksgiving is one of our uh, biggest events. Uh We uh, try to find families in the community to invite international students to their homes. And uh, we uh, uh, are still taking applications um, uh, today and uh, even tomorrow for this Thanksgiving and then for uh, Christmas uh, following that.
0: So Thanksgiving and Christmas, you can invite uh, uh, an international student or a couple. How many can you have in your home?
2: Well, we ask you to invite at least two, and uh, mm-hmm. we try to uh, uh, have enough students uh, so that every family can have at least two. Sometimes we have more students, and we can uh, ask families to take uh, several more, uh, but we try to uh, keep it uh, safe and comf- comfortable by having at least two students with each family.
0: hmm um so this is I guess this is a blessing both ways right the student gets a nice a nice home cooked meal and, and a warm friendly environment and uh, you you get to explore a different culture I guess
2: Well that's for sure and uh, we hope that's the start of a uh, new friendship that might continue past that one uh, uh, meeting and that one meal
1: I think it's interesting we sometimes just assume everybody understands what Thanksgiving is, even though it's a very American holiday. So, Nathan, what a great way to introduce um, international students to a big part of our American culture and that idea of welcoming people um, as family. We don't necessarily need to be relatives. Um, we can we can invite new friends to be part of our family.
2: Well, that's for sure. And If we uh, think of the uh, pilgrims back, Uh, In uh, Plymouth in 1921, uh, the uh, Native Americans and uh, those that survived that one harsh winter uh, got together and became became pretty good friends that uh, first Thanksgiving.
0: So needs for Thanksgiving and Christmas. um, uh, Families can host a couple of uh, or more of international students. Uh, What's the contact point or points, Nathan Holt? How best to, if, if we pique someone's interest, how best to participate?
2: Uh We have a uh, sign-up form on our website, and our website is very simple and easy to remember. It's USUIFP, International Friends Program, that is, dot uh, uh, com. And right on our front home page, on the upper left corner, where we list current events, Thanksgiving is the first event, and under that there's a link to the form, Uh, go into that, sign up, fill it out, submit it, and uh, we'll uh, pair you up with some students.
0: So USUIFP.com, you said?
2: That is correct.
0: USUIFP.com. You can sign up and host uh, international students for Thanksgiving and or uh, Christmas. Well, thank you so much for getting this word out. Uh, Nathan Hull, Chair of International Friends Program, thanks.
2: Well, thank you for inviting us.
0: Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, coming up, we're going to hear from uh, Utah Food Bank, uh, from The Family Place, from 100 Cache Valley Women Who Care, and from Alzheimer's Association. Those are uh, coming up. We've heard about Bridgeland Audubon uh, Society, and uh, Hillary is reminding us about the uh, Christmas bird count, and you can participate there. Uh, Tell us again the organization you told us about, Amy, earlier Uh, on.
1: Families Feeding Families, which the best way to connect with them is to to go to Facebook and and identify them. But um, if you are a family in need or know of a family in need for Christmas, please encourage them to apply to their Christmas Assistance Program. Its applications are due November
0: 30th. Okay, that sounds like very worthwhile. Uh, you've, you've got several others in front of you. Oh, my gosh, area. there's yeah. so
1: many things I could talk about today, Tom. Um, one other organization I think that is often unrecognized is the Women in Business Organization here in Cache Valley provides scholarship for for women in need, um, and they do fundraiser every October. They do a big auction, but applications will be due this spring for students who are graduating from high school or are students at Utah State, stevens Henniger, or Bridgerland Technical College. I think that's the new, the new name I keep um, forgetting. But if they, if you do know someone who's a young woman who's looking for a career in business, make sure they reach out to Women in Business. Um, it's partnered um, with the Cash Chamber of Commerce and Utah State University. And if you'd like more information on them and their purposes, their president is Kylie Downs, and she can be reach, reached at 435 Seven nine seven zero zero three five, but every year uh, women in business gives out about ten thousand dollars in scholarships to local women um, attending our schools that that just need that extra help to help make sure that they can reach their goals.
0: Oh, it sounds like a wonderful organization. Uh, who else do you have?
1: I also have, this is a new organization that um, is here throughout the state. It's called Better Days 2020. And it's beginning to work together to mark the 150th anniversary of women first voting in Utah and in the modern nation. Um, And I think that we often forget that Women didn't always have the right to vote, and many people don't appreciate that. Utah was really instrumental. They were one of the first states to give women women the right to vote. Um, They're one of the early leaders in our nation on political and social movements. Susan B. Anthony actually came to Utah to speak at one point in time. Um, And there's a group of women that have... um, underneath the direction of Holly Danes, the mayor of Logan, that have come together to try to work to have events here in Cache Valley as well as throughout the state. So if you're interested in learning more about that, contact Holly Danes, um, Logan City's mayor. Um, We're just starting to get together with that. We'll have a meeting in in December as well. But just really trying to find... um, multi-channels to try to help coincide that 150th anniversary of Women First Voting, the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, and the 65th anniversary of the Voting Rights Act are all coming together in 2020. So we're looking at creating some events. So if there's people who would like to get involved with that, I encourage them to do so.
0: And they have a very attractive website, I happen to know, Better Days twenty twenty. Uh, I'll put in a plug for this program. I interviewed Nylon McBain, the, uh, the head of the organization, in August. So you could you could search Nylon McBain Access Utah and, and listen to that. We talked some interesting history there. Uh, we've had we have some emails coming in. You can tout uh, your favorite nonprofit or individual doing good in your community at upraccess at gmail dot com. at gmail dot com. And uh, this is Michelle, a listener from Zion Canyon. Good morning, Tom. Virgin River Land Preservation Association has been working with communities and landowners to preserve southwestern Utah's heritage of scenic, uh, beauty, open lands, and quality of life for 25 years. The Land Trust has a current project called Sheep Bridge Crossing, which will permanently protect 419 acres in Virgin, Utah for wildlife, scenic vistas, river corridor, and recreational access. To find out more, listeners can go to virginriverland.org. That's virginriverland.org. Thank you for your great program, Michelle listener in Zion Canyon. Thank you, Michelle, for uh, shining a spotlight on that uh, very worthwhile project. That's the Virgin River Land Preservation Association. You can find out more about that project, and I assume you can help by going to virginriverland.org. virginriverland.org.
1: So on that environmental front, too, um, the Citizens Climate Lobby here in Cache Valley um, is holding an event on December 11th at 7 p.m. at the Whittier Community Center. Uh, Utah State's uh, Dr. Rob Davies is going to be speaking about present findings of climate science for about 15 minutes and then doing a &A, Q&A about the CCL carbon fee and dividend proposal that they're working on. And then they're going to have socializing. They're going to have the down yonder Uh, Band doing some danceable bluegrass. So if you're interested in in learning more about that or or, uh, participating in that, um, you can also go and look for the Citizens Climate Lobby. Um, It's called A Climate Change Solution Worth Dancing About. That's Tuesday, December 11th um, at the Whittier Community Center featuring Down Yonder.
0: Okay, that sounds great. That sounds like a... Worthwhile and fun activity there. Um, so let's go to uh, next to Jeanette Bott, who is CEO of Utah Food Bank. Um, thank you for joining us.
3: Thank you. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Uh, so Utah Food Bank uh, t- will tell us the, the the scope. I think you're connected with, uh, with you know a food bank association nationwide, and I, I, I assume all over Utah.
3: We are indeed. We are an affiliate of Feeding America, which is housed in Chicago. They're kind of the overarching umbrella for food banks across the country. And through that affiliation, we have the honor to work with pantries um, and agencies throughout the state of Utah. So our affiliation puts us in a spot to be responsible for all 29 counties. And we do that job with the incredible work with all of our partner agencies. And there are about 150 that are throughout the 29 counties of our state.
0: Uh, Is there a time of year, for example, holiday time, when the need goes up, or or is it pretty much the same all all the year round?
3: Well, ironically, and believe it or not, the summertime is our most challenging time. You know, the holiday time, we see lots of creative giving and collaborative efforts from folks and businesses across the state, but people tend to forget that so many of the students who participate in the free and reduced lunch programs and breakfast at schools, when school is out, they go without those two meals and so families are seeing a huge stress on food budgets and the need for extra food during the summer months, and that then is reflective of inventory um, of, of shelves of pantries across the state. So while we love the holidays and we enjoy this time of year so much, you know, summer is really crucial for us as well.
0: Yeah, maybe I wouldn't have thought that, but when you said, the you know, the students on free and reduced lunch, uh, yeah, that makes sense. You, you lose that when, you, when school's out, right?
3: Well, you do, and families who have a tight budget as is, it's usually... Um, kind of doled out to things with food being the last thing on that list of items, believe it or not. And by the time you pay the rent and you pay the utilities and you take care of the car and medical issues, there's not a whole lot left for groceries. And when the need need for two additional bills per child per day um, are, are at home, that responsibility really does impact the budget. So, again, summer can really be a tight time for many families across our state.
0: So uh, for someone who hasn't availed themselves of the of their local food bank, what's the what's the process? You fill out an application? You know, what do you do?
3: <laughs> as far as those who are needing help, those yes. to donate. Yeah, uh,
0: well, uh, let's uh, needing help first.
3: So if you need help, the easiest thing for someone to do is to just call the toll-free number of 211. If you call that number and give those folks you talk to your zip code, they can direct you to the closest pantry to your home or your neighborhood, and they can also help you with a variety of other services your family might have. The call is free of charge. There's no uh, information you need other than your zip code. So we want to be sure that people who are in need of help take that first step and reach out to 211.
0: 211, okay.
3: And that's housed at United Way, and it's a, a number that is effective throughout the state of Utah, so they have access to information for pantries and communities throughout the state.
0: Okay, let's turn to how people can help. Where where does the food come from? Is it is it donations?
3: Well, it's a variety of things. We do have donations. We have individual donors, of course. A lot of uh, groups and people host food drives throughout the year. That comes to us as well. But ironically, all of that food drive is only about 5% of what we have to distribute. So we have uh, contracts and connections with, with gr- uh, grocery stores throughout the state, with manufacturers of food products throughout the state and nationally. nationally. Uh, through Feeding America, we have access to great contracts that we can get product. So it's a variety of ways to come. And at the Utah Food Bank last year, we probably distributed about 42 million pounds of food throughout, throughout the state of Utah And so the need is still there. The audience that we're serving is still growing. So we do need help from everyone.
0: Uh, So how best to help?
3: You know, the best way that here at the Utah Food Bank, we ask for three things, give food, give time, give money. We recognize that people can't do all three of those, but we, you know, really value our volunteer assistance. We have a huge volunteer um, opportunity that helps us achieve our goals and our business plan, so volunteering is easy to do. You can certainly do a food drive and give give food to to those who are in need, anything your family likes, another family would as well. And then you can also donate cash. Uh, there are a variety of ways to do that. Um, Thanksgiving morning is our annual 5 and 10K race. If you're a runner, join us on Thanksgiving morning. We'd love to have you uh, join us. You can come to the food bank tomorrow for Sunday registration and, and join us uh, Thanksgiving morning. You can go online and make a cash donation, or you can participate in a virtual food drive. That's where you go to our website. You pick the product you would like us to purchase. We use your dollars and our buying power. So there's a variety of ways that people can make a difference and join in the fight against hunger.
0: Very worthwhile, of course. What's a good contact point, then, if people want to help?
3: You know, utahfoodbank.org has all the information that you would need. Um, not only is there information for us, but all of the pantries across the state are listed there as well. So if you're in need of assistance, you can find that there, or if you're wanting to donate in your community, you can go there and find the location of those important spots in your town, and you can make that uh, contribution directly there.
0: All right, Uh, utahfoodbank.org. And uh, 211 is the number if you need food.
3: It is indeed, and we encourage people to take that first step and help your families through a difficult
1: time.
0: Okay. Jeanette Bott, CEO of Utah Food Bank, has joined us. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, and Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, On that front of of food insecurity, one um, interesting project that's just begun here up at Utah State University is called the Campus Kitchens Project. Um, Campus Kitchens is a nationwide project, Um, and Utah State is now the 66th kitchen, and basically what they're doing is they help recover food that would otherwise go to waste. They repackage it, and so they're partnering with some restaurants here in Cache Valley, um, and they're going to be distributing those meals through the cash Food Pantry as well up, up, as up on Utah State's campus. So, um, again, a new program that's coming here to the Cache Valley to help address some of that food, imp- um, food poverty issues and helping to avoid all of that wholesome and safe food going into landfills. So they just had their ribbon cutting last Friday, um, and they're going to be located in the Taggart Student Center. So if people are interested in learning more about that, you can check um, – up at the Taggart for the Campus Kitchens project.
0: That sounds uh, very worthwhile. Thank you so much. Uh, we need to go to a break. Before we go there, let me just get this in from Utah, from the English Language Center of Cache Valley. Kitty Jensen there has uh, sent us a, a one-page sheet. And uh, so the mission of English Language Center of Cache Valley is to teach English basic life skills, U.S. citizenship preparation, and employment education to adult speakers of other languages. These services act as a catalyst for real education-based change, leading to opportunities for individual and community prosperity, self-sufficiency, and cultural integration. That's the mission statement. Um, and uh, so a lot of uh, great things happen there at the English Language Institute. Um, let's see. I'm going to pull this. Uh, I need to go there. Okay. Um, let's see. So uh, I think we could uh, hopefully okay to give out your number, Katie Jensen, four three five eight eight one four four seven seven, four three five eight eight one four four seven seven. Or you could uh, Google English Language Center of uh, Cache Valley. Then Katie has emailed back in. Uh, forgot to give you contact info. Oh, okay, I should have read this first. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, it's a busy morning. It's a busy morning. Uh, English Language Center of Cache Valley. ELC-CV.org. ELC-CV.org. Here's the number. Um, 435-750-6534. 435-6750-6534. Or the email, or, I mean, the website is ELC-CV.org. That's from Katie Jensen, Director of the English Language Center of Cache Valley. They do a lot of great work and uh then let's see we had uh, someone call in and ask if nonprofits can call in uh, the answer is yes i should have made that clear so if you uh you head up a non or associate with a nonprofit uh call that number 800-826-1495 we'd be happy to give you a couple of minutes to uh to tell people how they can help 800-826-1495 if you'd like to spotlight your favorite nonprofit Maybe that nonprofit is the one you work for. We'll call in 800-826-1495 more following this break.
4: On the next Putumayo World Music Hour,
0: we'll explore the modern sounds of an ancient region where Arabic and Western styles meet. <laughs> I'm Dan Storper.
4: And I'm Rosalie Howarth. Join us for North African Groove, the next Putumayo World Music Hour.
0: Join us
5: Friday night at 10 on Utah Public Radio. I'm Kristen Munson,
6: Features Reporter for Utah Public Radio. UPR is a community-based organization, and we want to hear from you. If you have comments, story ideas, or questions for any of us at the station, we'd love to hear from you. Please visit our website at upr.org or call us at 1-800-826-1495. You can also share ideas with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just be sure to include the hashtag, I Thanks for listening. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members. And Pride Embroidery and Screen Printing, celebrating the holidays with custom-printed glassware, clothing, outerwear, and more. Located at 675 North Main in Logan. Details at thinkpride.com. com.
0: Thanks for listening to Access Utah. News is depressing often these days. Uh, a lot of upheaval in, uh, just in our, our, uh, our lives. Um, but uh, the, the good news, the, the heartening thing is, there are so many people doing so much good. And uh, we are spotlighting that today. We're we're seeing the good today, um, and uh, we're wanting to spotlight your organization, or perhaps your individual doing uh, some good, or, or your neighbors doing some good. We want to hear about it and how we can help. We want to connect those who want to help up with the much good that's being done in our communities. We have Amy Anderson with us for the hour, director of outreach for Sunshine Terrace Foundation and spiritual counselor with Sunshine Hospice in Logan and uh, we are hearing from some great nonprofits and individuals. We had the question before the break. Uh, can nonprofits call in? Yes, definitely. You can spotlight yourself, 800 826 or you can email us to upraccess at gmail.com.
1: So, on that note, I'd love to highlight my favorite organization, okay. which is Sunshine Terrace, which is where I work. You know, during this um holiday season, many of us are struggling with um with grief and loss. And so, I just want to identify that people, if you are in need, if you're if you have a loss, we hold a weekly grief and loss support group on Mondays at three thirty. It's called Peaceful Healing. It's open to everybody. Um, you know, we, yesterday, we just met and talked about, you know, coping through the holidays. I mean, we often we recognize there's that empty seat at the table, and it can be a really difficult time. So, Sunshine Terrace is there to help. So, if you know someone who's suffered a loss this past year or who may be struggling, um, please send them our way free and open to the public every Monday from 3.30 to 4.30. We hold it in the boardroom of our Outpatient Physical Fitness and Therapy Center at 209 West 300 North in Logan. If anyone has a question, they can call our main number at 752-0411 or give me a call. My cell is 435-535-5296. But, again, we're here to help during what is often a hard time, even in the midst of all the joy.
0: Okay, uh, so give us that contact again, and people can help in just a multitude of ways. I yeah, so it's
1: um, Sunshine Terrace's number is four three five seven five two zero four one one. And my cell phone is 435-535-5296 if you want to talk more specifically about Peaceful Healing or some of the other support groups that we hold for those in our community.
0: Okay, wonderful. Uh, we do have, um, let me welcome in first Esther Lee Mulineau from... Uh, Sunshine, uh, not Sunshine Terrace, that's Amy Anderson. I wish (laughs) she worked for us. She's an awesome woman. (laughs) She is. Uh, From the Family Place. Uh, Esther Lee, uh, thank you for joining us. And before we go to the Family Place, we've had uh, Katie Jensen call in uh, from English Language Center of of Cache Valley. Uh, Katie, uh, thank you for for calling. Um, Give us uh, any additional information that you would like. We gave kind of the outline of what you guys do.
4: Yeah, thank you so much for doing this important hour. Um, We teach English at our center to refugees and immigrants from our community, and these are people that come to our school by choice to learn and to be an important part of our valley. Um, We teach adults, and 95% of our students are in the very low to low income range, so they really need a lot of intense help to learn English. We teach English classes on all levels, U.S. citizenship preparation, basic computer skills, um, just a lot of basic life skills like accessing and finding a doctor, um, using a bank, shopping, going to their children's parent-teacher conferences, and we have 300 community volunteers a year that serve at ELC and 600 students a year. So we have a big, loving place. And we're always in need of donations to help with textbooks and other things we need. So um, we gave our... Uh, website before but if i could give that again it's www.elc-cv.org and people can go to that site to donate or call us at 435-750-6534 and just come stop by and see our classes we would love to have you do that no appointment necessary
0: all right. Well, thanks for all the great uh, things you do there, and I uh, hope that uh, people will help out there.
4: And thanks to UPR. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. That's Katie Jensen with English Language Center of uh, Cache Valley. We bring in uh, Esther Lee Molino now, uh, who is with The Family Place. Uh, Esther Lee Molino, welcome to the program.
5: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, so tell us what The Family Place is. What, what do you guys do?
5: The Family Place is a nonprofit organization that is geared towards strengthening families in our community as well as protecting children.
0: That's wonderful. you have I think you have locations in uh, two or three places in Cash Valley.
5: We do. We have locations in Hiram, Smithfield, and our um, primary facility is in Logan. and the three core services that we offer to every single family. Um, We use the acronym TEK, T-E-K. T is for therapy. We offer therapy from young children all the way through the lifespan. E is education. We have parenting classes, classes for children. Um, And then K is the kids' place. It's a 24-hour service for children 11 and under for families in times of emergency or for planned break.
0: Sounds like some uh, some great uh, services uh, provided there. Uh so first of all how how can people contact you if they need a a service?
5: The Family Place can be contacted at 435-752-8880 or our website is thefamilyplaceutah.org.
0: And I assume you could use help. What uh, what kinds of help can you can you use?
5: Absolutely. So first and foremost, we love working with kids. We love helping families. But we also encourage service opportunities during the holiday season. So families can get on our Amazon wish list and maybe instead of exchanging neighbor gifts, maybe they buy a packet of toilet paper or some toys for our shelter. We also are the shelter for young children. And we have service projects where families can come to our facility and spend time together while serving i also looking for monetary donations and everything that is donated. Um, our wonderful supporters receive a tax-deductible receipt.
0: So how best to contact you if someone wants to help?
5: 435-752-8880, or they can email us, info at thefamilyplaceutah.org.
0: And uh, would, uh, repeat that for people, if you would.
5: 435 435- 752 or email us at info at org. I
1: don't know, Esther Lee, the holidays, again, you know, time of joy and excitement, but can also be a time of stress. So for families that um, mom or dad might feel that they're at that point where um, they may make choices that aren't the best for their family. It's nice to know that you are there to provide that emergency respite if they just need a break. Um, it's it's truly amazing to see the work that you do and how you help each individual person um, be the best parent that they can be for their kids because we know parents really do love their children and want to do right by them.
5: Absolutely. And the number that I shared also serves as a 24-hour hotline So if parents are struggling with anxiety or depression or they're just feeling overwhelmed, there is free support available 24 hours a day. And we also offer a free therapy appointment. Come on in, get a screening, and let us help you figure out your journey to be successful in parenting and and live a, a life full of joy and happiness.
0: Well, uh, Esther Lee Molina with uh, The Family Place, thank you so much for all you do. And, uh, thank
5: you for having us. On. Thank you, UPR.
0: And uh, a lot, lot of great things uh, happened there. Um, I want to, uh, before we go to our next uh, call, I want to tout, uh, this is an organization that does a lot of good, Little Lambs Foundation for Kids. Just uh, um, read a little bit from their About Us uh, section on their website. It's a nonprofit organization that provides diapers and baby supplies to low-income families and comfort kits to children who are placed in foster care, entering emergency shelters, and escaping domestic violence. They go on to say, did you know that one in three mothers struggle to provide diapers for their baby? Did you know that when a child is removed from their home and placed into foster care, they're not allowed to take anything with them? So Little Lambs Foundation for Kids does a lot of great good. Their website, littlelamsofutah.org, littlelamsofutah.org.
1: So one one other new organization that I've become aware of is um, an organization, they're supporting the Queen of Peace School, which is in Uganda They're holding a fundraiser on December 7th from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Hoffmeister's home in Logan. Um, there's shopping of fair trade gifts that came from the CMEs team trip to Uganda. Um, it's the alternative gift market options also can help with this queen of peace school. So if you're interested in learning more about that, um, the Hofmeister's home is where the event is being held on December 7th. They're at 142 West 200 North in Logan. Um, and you can also find them on Facebook, but the... Again, working to do good outside of Cash Valley yeah. and supporting that school in Uganda.
0: That sounds like a wonderful opportunity. Uh, we're connecting you up. Maybe you don't know exactly how to, how to give. You have the impulse. I want to give. I want to do good. Uh, we're trying to connect you up with some great nonprofits and individuals who are doing good, shining a spotlight on some uh, great people who are doing so much good in our communities. And here's how to reach the program. And, uh, yes, if you uh, represent a non you can certainly call and tout yourself. We'd love that. 800-826-1495. 800-826-1495. Or upraccess at gmail.com. upraccess at gmail.com. We bring in next Emily Gehring from an organization called 100 Cash Valley Women Who Care. Emily Garing, welcome to the program.
7: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So this is—is is this a new organization? I haven't heard of this one. What uh, what is 100 Cash Valley Women Who Care?
7: Uh, yes, we are a new organization. We've been around for about a year and a half now. Basically, we are a group of women that come together once a quarter and are presented with you know, local charities that come and tell us about what their needs are and how we can help them. And it's kind of a a shark tank type of situation where these charities are nominated by some of our members and they come and present those that information to us and we get to listen to these ask questions and then at the end all the members take a simple vote and the winner gets um, a check written to directly to them from each of our members for a hundred dollars so basically to be a member You commit to $400 a year, once a quarter, or $100 a quarter, and as a group, we can make a bigger impact for good. Um, So our goal is to be at least 100, 100 women, so that that impact can be at least $10,000 each quarter. So that's the the simple premise. Um, When when we do write a check, we write it directly to the charity that wins. So. There's no overhead. It's just a simple way for people that are busy, well, women here in Cache Valley that are busy and want to contribute back to this wonderful valley we live in, just a simple way to get together and do that once a quarter.
1: And I know some of the organizations that you've sponsored, Emily, this past quarter, it was the Angel Man Syndrome, um, the Utah... Uh, Pioneer Museum, I know I'm getting that name wrong. Yeah. Um was, was a was a Utah recipient. Yes. Um but <laughs> do you recall some of the other organizations that have received support from from Cash Valley Women Who Care?
7: Um yes, we've had some great organizations. The English um language center was I think our first winner and then we've also had Senior Companions, um which is a fantastic program I didn't even know we had here in the Valley. So um I'm trying to think what the other ones are. There's been oh oh, sub for Santa, which was kind of on its last leg last year, and we had no idea, but to be able to hear what the needs were and to be able to help them to be able to continue that wonderful program um, was really rewarding. Um, Yeah, so we've had some great opportunities to help local charities. We also have helped. um, I listened to you had talked about See Me they were a nomination, um, so we learned about them. And then World Joy is another um, nonprofit here that has local ties, but they do work in Ganda. We were able to help fund them. So um, we try to keep it, the money local or with local ties. I think, Some it, charities.
1: I think the coolest thing yeah. about this is you're right. Like sometimes we can feel like, you know, what difference is my small donation going to make? But when you band together with this group and you can see, like I saw the pictures of um, when the check was presented to Angel Man's, just, you know, to receive thousands of dollars as opposed to, you know, just the occasional gift can really make a difference in a project that an organization is trying to move forward. So if people are interested, Emily, in getting involved with 100 Cash Valley Women Who Care, what's the best way for them to, to reach the organization to join?
7: The very best way is to just jump on our website. It's a fantastic website with all the information you need. It's just one hundred the number, Cash Valley Women Who Care. Kind of long, but if you type in that one hundred and start typing Cash Valley, it will pop up, and all of the um, location information, um, the the little button to click to join is there. You can read through our policies and what we're all about, and then it's got a history of everything that we've contributed and where the money's gone and the, the great things that have come about from all these women joining together for, for a good purpose.
0: Well, that, yeah. sounds, that sounds wonderful. That's it. Joining together, isn't that what it's all about, right? Uh, <laughs> it
3: really is. <laughs> so
0: 100 Cash Valley Women Who Care, just Google that, and it'll come right up. You can help out. Emily Gehring uh, has joined us. Thank you.
7: Thank you so much.
0: I want to uh, I want to get to this email, and uh, this is reinforcing what you just said not too uh, long ago. This is from Sonia Manuel-Dupont. Uh, she says, See Me is a local nonprofit that serves children and families in Uganda. Over the past 10 years, we have provided schools, housing, clean water, covered cooking areas, latrines, solar energy, teaching materials, soul, uh, school uniforms, teacher training, microloans, and reusable sanitary pads for thousands of orphans, women, and villages. We have worked in orphanages, women's prisons, training centers for adults and disabilities, Uh, Schools for deaf and blind, baby orphanages, and jails for adolescents. All of our members are volunteers. 100% of all donations go to the projects. Over the past two years, we have focused our attention on a village in Mbale, Uganda, I hope I'm saying that correctly, where few children were attending school. We have uh, built a school, kitchen, latrine, a covered village meeting area, and have provided a well for clean water for the Queen of Peace Junior School. This school serves the preschool to 7th grade uh, children in, of the village in addition to providing employment for local teachers, artisans and cooks. Women have been provided with microloans, sewing machines and materials to create a sustainable sewing program for usable, reusable sanitary pads. Our efforts have uh, been so successful that we need to build seven more classrooms and additional latrines within the next two years to meet the needs of all the children in the village. We're having a fundraiser where you can learn more about the Queen of Peace School, our current efforts, and our future efforts on December 7th. Information is on the UPR Community Events page. Uh, to find out more about CME, you can go to our homepage, seeme.org, or you can contact board members Sonia Manuel-Dupont, sonia.manuel-dupont at usu.edu, uh, or Jane DeVile. Um, jane.debyle, D-E-B-Y-L-E, at gmail.com. So the website is seeme, S-E-E, no, three E's, right? S-E-E-E-M-E.org. Sounds like I saw great things going on there, and uh, there's an event on December 7th Mm -hmm. you can go to. So what what a wonderful thing. Thanks for mentioning that, Amy, and thanks for mentioning that, uh, Sonia. Uh, Before we go to our next call, I want to... um, I was just tooling around, Amy, and I, I noticed uh, I think a lot of us love our libraries.
1: Yes.
0: And we think of libraries government institutions, which they usually are. Um but they're, they usually are associated with an organization that helps them out, and those are nonprofits. Correct. So Friends of Logan Library, I just want to read this. The Friends of Logan Library is a group of library supporters whose purpose is to focus public attention on library services, facilities, and needs, and to encourage donations, gifts, and endowments and bequests to the library, thereby sustaining increased usage and enhancement of library resources and services, and thus helping enrich the lives of the local community. So here's the contact points. Logan, F-O-L, Logan Friends of Library, at Outlook.com, or you can visit the Friends of the Logan Library Facebook page.
1: And you can also just walk into the Logan Library and become a member yourself. They really do rely on membership at the Friends of the Library. I'm going to get the amount wrong, but it's such a nominal amount. Um, it gives you access to the annual book sales that they do, so you can come in and shop books earlier. I've but again, it, a great got way. On their,
0: on their, uh, there's a site here. Um, I just went to loganlibrary.org. Uh, five dollars for an individual.
1: Yeah, yeah not Annual much. membership.
0: <laughs> Ten dollars for family. And then there are higher amounts that you, they'd, they'd appreciate, yeah, right? Right, the,
1: absolutely. The, you can donate. And, you know, some of that funding does help provide for some things that the, that Logan City cannot um, afford. They've helped to replace the computers that the young children use at the Logan Library. And they're also going to be instrumental as we hopefully move forward in building a new library for the city of Logan. Friends mm-hmm. of Library will be instrumental in that as well.
0: You may not be listening in the Logan area, um, but uh, I'm guessing wherever you are, your library mm. has a uh, friends of that library association.
1: Absolutely, they do.
0: Okay, we bring in next uh, from Alzheimer's Association Utah Chapter, Jeremy Cunningham. Uh, Jeremy Cunningham, welcome to the program.
8: Thanks so much. It's a, It's a great thing to be on your show.
0: Uh, We just have a couple of minutes here reaching the end of the show. I just want to give you a a minute to uh, tell us what Alzheimer's Association does and then a second minute to to say how we can contact you and help.
8: Great. Um, The Alzheimer's Association is a... Is a national nonprofit. We are actually one of the largest uh, funders of research in the world. We are the largest nonprofit funder of research in the world, but we're only second to the United States government and the Chinese government in funding research. Wow. And we are in the state of Utah. We have uh, services from Logan to St. George. We offer support for families and caregivers, and those individuals newly diagnosed.
0: Well, that uh, sounds like a, a, a great thing. A, a lot of uh, work to do there, right? Um, so, how uh, how best to, to help? I, well, first of all, what help do you need? What help can you use? Is it is it money most mostly? Well.
8: It is money. Uh, donations are always welcome, but we actually are also looking for individuals to get into various trial programs and come out to our walks. Uh, our walks are actually in, uh, in they start in the end of August and go through October to November down in St. George. And we actually have a really great um, walk up in Logan. And so those are some ways that people can get involved. Um, To find out more, you can go to uh, www.alz.org backslash Utah and uh, come to our website and find out what we do. Uh, We offer many community services.
1: I think one of the most um, important things that the Alzheimer's Association does, Jeremy, is they have a 24-7 helpline that is across the nation. Um, that yeah, number is right. 1-800-272-3900. It's staffed by um, master's-level social workers, so people who are either in themselves in the early stages of Alzheimer's and have questions or people who are caregiving, any question um, – be it how to put on my wife's pantyhose so she can go to church, to um, what resources might exist in my community. They're there 24-7 to help answer those questions. So it's a great organization. I encourage you, if you've got a loved one who is showing those signs of dementia, to go to their website. Um, they have amazing resources, and it's a really easy, easily navigatable site to, to find exactly what you need.
0: So tell us that again, Amy.
1: So the 800 number is 1-800-272-3900. And the funds that are raised here in Utah by the Alzheimer's Association do go to help support that.
0: And, Jeremy, tell us once again the, the website people can contact you
8: www.alz.org backslash Utah. You know, we couldn't do it without people like Amy and our various walk chairs and those individuals that lead support groups. We couldn't do it without their support. Thank you for your help, Amy.
1: You're welcome, Jeremy.
0: Well, Jeremy Cunningham with Alzheimer's Association Utah Chapter has joined us, uh, an example of an organization that's doing a lot of good. You can help them out at that website that Jeremy just gave. And, uh, Jeremy Cunningham, thank you so much.
8: Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Uh, Amy Anderson, we just have a couple of minutes left. Any other organizations you'd like to...
1: You know, one that's kind of fun that we we forget about is the Unicorn Theater here in Cache Valley. It's an organization that's part of the Cache Center for the Arts. Um, they provide uh, classes for children who want to just get together and have fun and um, play games and learn through theatrical exploration. Um, Their classes are pretty reasonable, but they also do have scholarships. So if you have a young child who needs to channel that creative energy in a positive and constructive way, don't forget that that Unicorn Theater is here um, in downtown Logan. Um, Their phone number is 435-554-8311. Again, another example of a nonprofit. We don't always think of theater as being um, a, a place that can that can help, but you know that ability to creatively express yourself um, for young for young kids is just great. So, um, learn more about them, Unicorn Theater in, in uh, the Cash Center for the Arts.
0: Wonderful. Uh, another organization is doing a lot of good. It's fairly new, Jump the Moon Foundation. Oh
1: gosh, what a great organization! Uh, art without
0: Limits. Uh, they is an art gallery and vocational arts program dedicated to creating opportunities for artists with disabilities make, market, and earn income uh, from their original and compelling artwork. Michael Bingham, I think, is the
1: he is he's,
0: is is the founder of that. And uh, what great work they do!
1: Yeah, and it's hard to miss. They're a bright purple building right on Main Street, on the west side of the street. Um, and they bring in guest artists as well, but work with people of all ages to help them be able to express themselves creatively and, as they said, even maybe find a, a way to help support themselves.
0: Uh, so jumpthemoon.org uh, jump the is the place to go, jumpthemoon.org. Uh, the Internet is being very slow here. They have a grand opening. Um, so, but anyway, go to jumpthemoon.org. You can find out about events and their office hours, and I'm sure they could use some help.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and as winter comes up, too, there's lots of great organizations that help us get outdoors. Um, The Stokes Nature Center, Nordic United, which helps groom the cross-country trails up near Beaver. They have classes and events. You could go to the website or find them on Facebook to learn more about um, how to be healthy outdoors and use human-powered transportation. So we live in a really amazing state. I know there's organizations like this, throughout all of our communities that help us to support the environment, help us to be healthier people, and to to get out and connect with nature.
0: Well, we have reached the end of our time. Um, just an appeal here at the end. Uh, uh, you know, if, you, if you've been unsure how to do good in your community, here are some ways to help. Uh, just reach out and uh, follow that good impulse, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, we all are so blessed here in the, in the state of Utah and as we approach Thanksgiving I really appreciate Tom UPR giving me this opportunity to talk about some of the organizations that I work with and and support we have so much to be thankful for and I that ability to share the, the bounty that we have in our own lives, be it with our time, our talents, our treasures, there's certainly many places that we can turn to. So thanks for letting us help spotlight some of those this week.
0: Well, it's, it's our pleasure. We we appreciate all the good that's being done um, and appreciate being able to come together as a community to talk about it. Uh, Amy Anderson, Director of Outreach for Sunshine Terrace Foundation, Spiritual Counselor with Sunshine Hospice, and Logan has joined us. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks for listening to Access Utah.
6: Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members. And Pride Embroidery and Screen Printing, celebrating the holidays with custom-printed glassware, clothing, outerwear, and more. Located at 675 North Main in Logan. Details at thinkpride.com. Utah Public Radio is a statewide service of Utah State University and the College of Humanities and Social Sciences. Heard on KUSR Logan, KUSK Vernal, KUSL Richfield, KUST Moab, KCEU Price, KUSU FM, Logan, and online at upr.org.